0: from Hooters in Edison, New Jersey. This is Exotic Liability, episode 42.
1: Hey! And <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> and Frosty exposes himself.
0: Yay! <laughs> Look at that huge icy cock.
1: So
2: what are you doing at a Hooters? Is that like the only place to get a decent meal out there?
0: Uh, at the moment, yeah, because I don't feel like driving to the Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: <laughs> Do you, you actually I...
0: at a Hooters, though? Yeah.
1: Can we put one of the girls on?
0: Oh, I'm outside in the parking lot. Uh,
1: oh. You're not. In, you're like what, dude? Jump. He's he's surveilling the girls. Uh, he's <laughs> he's doing his he's creepy doing reconnaissance. His, yeah. <laughs> recon. You
0: know you know that joke, right? <laughs> it's not like, stopping you know unless I you approach him. place, I want to. Wait, say that again. You don't know that joke? No. Guy, um, okay, guy. Okay. You got this uh, hipster, right? Hipster goes to the titty bar, parks his Hummer in the handicapped spot, walks out, tosses a $2 bill at the, the doorman says, fuck you, walks in.
1: The uh. whole
0: place is empty, right? There's just one guy sitting by himself at the stage drinking a Budweiser. So he goes up to the first stage, and he starts pulling out $50 bills, and all the girls go running to him. And he's getting laugh dances, and they're kissing him, and they're dancing all over him, and he says, okay, who wants to go in the VIP room? And they all say, no, 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 we can't do that. He's like, come on, come on, I got money here. And he say no. And he says, well, fuck this. And he goes to the second stage. Pulls out $100 bills. More girls come over and they start sitting on his lap and feeding him champagne and stuff. And he's like, great, great, great. Now, look, here's one, two, $300 bills. Who wants to go in the VIP room and make me smile? And they're like, no, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. And he's like, what the fuck? So he says, to the dude, how the would you take this money goes and go to sit down next to the guy drinking the Budweiser? He goes, man, I don't get it. I can't get any action in this fucking place. What the hell? And the guy looks at him and he says, it's all a matter of perspective, buddy. He says, hell, look at me. I haven't got your money. i spent my last five bucks on this Budweiser. And, you yeah, know, I'm wearing Dickie's work shirt, you know, and I'm not going to close you guys. I don't even have a fucking car, man. I took the bus to this city bar. But you know what? I'm going to go home tonight, I'm going to have sex with any one of these girls I want to. In fact, I'll let you pick the girl. I guarantee you I will have sex with her. That's how good I am. And he looks at the guy and the hipster is like, dude, that's fucking amazing. You've got to tell me what's your secret. And he takes a pull on his Budweiser and says, it's simple. I'm a rapist. <laughs>
1: Yeah Merry Christmas to all you know, the Hooter girls. Um <laughs> yeah y- Merry Christmas to Hooters. You'll you'll hear in the episode before this that we actually uh gained some rape wisdom uh in the last episode because because of a Sensic ad. Um we 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 decided to because their ad said uh let us hack you before hackers do. So we just thought up like that's a great pickups line, like let me fuck you before somebody rapes you.
0: Oh damn, you guys are cold.
1: <laughs> I like it. I think it's I think it'll be effective.
0: Hey, fuck. you can come home with me and have sex or you can wait until your shift's over and get raped in the parking lot.
2: <laughs> but I'm a consultant, I'm a professional.
0: But I yeah. consider this to be a public service.
1: <laughs> but I'll only take pictures. Oh. Damn. Wow. So what are you up to, dude? What's new in, uh, what's new in the world?
0: <clears throat> well, I just had a wonderful dinner, uh, fillet of Vendor in Failberry sauce. <laughs> nice. Once again, the vendor seems to have mistaken. You know, we will set up and install the system for you. Is in reality what that means is we will sit on hold with Texas support for four hours while you watch. Ah.
2: Uh. <laughs> Nice.
0: I'm like the, the the vendor's like yeah yeah we know this system we know the system the installers get there and they're like ah, uh, well we know we know the earlier system. This is all new to us, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> nice. They sent out you a guy who wasn't trained. The and a half a dozen phone calls to text support. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, guys, not for nothing, but you know, your system kind of sucks. And now they're like, "Well, we don't want to talk to you anymore because we don't like you yelling." And I'm like, "I'm not yelling. I'm just explaining to you that your system sucks.
1: So, uh, you so hey, you.
0: who was who this? Oh, this is tech support for the company that the the vendor was installing for.
1: Oh, you're not you're not going to tell us who the vendor was.
0: It was just it was just high hilarious.
1: Who was
2: the vendor?
0: Um, I, I cannot say at this time. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> As the dog starts barking, <laughs> I think I think it was Mihoff and Associates. Nice. Uh, the, 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 the guy, the guy, the, the sales guy's name was Jack.
1: Yep. Perfect. <laughs> so but, uh,
0: yeah. yeah, i have i i camping out at the new site trying to get the shit up and running for Monday.
2: The new site's at Hooters.
0: Well, you know I take a break once in a while. <laughs> <coughs> it's fucking snowing out here.
2: Yeah, it's supposed to start doing that here later tonight.
1: Dude, it was snowing in, uh, in Houston today. Which is Fucking ridiculous. Crazy.
2: You know, it's a good thing that those guys broke into the uh, climate scientist systems to pull out all those emails about how global warming's full of shit, because
1: I would have had no idea. Yeah, that's pretty awesome.
2: I did like that, actually.
0: <laughs> what the hell's happening in the clean world?
2: There's a, where's that?
0: Well, I mean, by comparison, you guys haven't been in trouble
2: lately. Uh, not that, we, that, that we've admitted. <laughs> yeah, this is true. We have to be yeah. careful what we say because Chris's girlfriend listens to the podcast now.
3: <laughs>
1: Fiance,
2: oh, I'm sorry, she's still your girlfriend too.
1: Uh, so no.
0: uh, where, where, uh, speaking of which, uh, I got the announcement about Texas. Where in Texas is the uh, the great gathering going to be?
1: Uh, outside of Houston.
0: Hmm.
1: You're going gonna to drive cool.
3: down
2: in a convertible red Mustang?
1: again?
2: I said you're going to drive down in a convertible
1: red Mustang. red Mustang? Yeah, in short shorts with red lipstick on with his friend Thelma. <laughs> and heels. No,
0: no, no he's, he's half right. I, 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 I drove to his wedding in a, in a fucking red-ass convertible Mustang. <laughs> That's that was
1: awesome. pretty
2: funny.
0: <laughs> and nobody wanted to ride with me. That was the sad part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. I don't get that. What? Why?
0: <laughs> I don't either I was just like Hey shit I got a red convertible the to top down Let's go
1: <laughs> I got a red no, no, rocket no, no, we'll Let's go, go, for go for a, a ride,
0: ride. <laughs> Well you remember this, the, the, the great Skee-ball quote Right
1: uh, what, what
0: is that At the reception Over at Dave and Buster's I ended up playing skeeball. One of the bridesmaids I don't even remember Who she was And I, we were both So fucking cloud I ended up saying To her look I'm from out of town, I've got a red convertible, I've got nothing to do. Let's play skee-ball for shots, winner gets to be on top.
1: <laughs> and then she ran.
0: At least she,
3: ran. <laughs> she ran. She ran. She ran
0: laughing, but she ran. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: More pickup lines from the great Delci.
0: Okay, come on. Uh- Play it this way If all my pickup lines worked there wouldn't be anything Left for the rest of you
1: This is true There there would be There would be A Dulce figurine From <laughs> on That's my dot com <laughs> or <whatever>. Oh god <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can just see that now You know Here's Woodland critters Playing next to a tree Here's A baby elephant And here's
1: Del't try Whoa. hand right hand right That's <laughs> nice uh anything else new uh in the uh the, the world of fun and and rape and creepy fucking hooters watching <laughs> yeah, nothing extravagant I found that
0: uh <clears throat> bioscript uh Biometric finger readers are not susceptible to replay attacks using scotch tape.
1: Oh yeah, cheap ones. Are. I haven't
0: tried a gummy bear attack on them yet.
1: Yeah, cheap ones are. Yeah. Well, I mean, does it does it have the pulse and heat on it?
0: It doesn't. It doesn't appear to have pulse and heat, but it, I think it may have GSR.
1: Huh. So have you tried have you have you tried scotch tape with your hand on the other side of the scotch tape?
0: Yeah. yeah that's what I, that's what I tried. And it it didn't, huh? Nope,
1: it's G F Y. Huh. Well, take, uh, take the scotch tape and, and dissolve it uh, and put the print into latex and then put that on your thumb and see if it works.
0: That's, you know the other thing I want to try that's a hell of a lot simpler? Gummy bear. On the underside of the reader, Semen. there's a screw plate. <laughs> you pop that screw plate and there's a USB port. <laughs>
1: nice. Uh, oh, that's
0: cute. <laughs> it's used for standalone programming. And there may be a tamper. It may be a tamper screw, but if it is, you could just drill out the portion over where the where the port is. Right, you could either reprogram it or just tell it to open.
1: Yeah, that that would be awesome to write like a little phone script for it, so you could just hook your phone up to the fucker and just unlock. (laughs) And you just have, and you'd have to. It would have to be like all you know, like. Like leverage, like TV show yeah. style, where it's just a big fucking unlock button, and you just click it, and the door opens.
0: Or even better, what you could do is, uh, if you've got another reader, you could actually make a fingerprint and put it into its database.
2: Hmm. Yeah, not bad.
0: Because the reader stores uh, the storage credentials in its database, and it doesn't actually store a fingerprint. It it makes a uh, a um, Number like a twenty-six a YGAM twenty-six digit number based on the fingerprint. Huh.
1: So you could just brute force it.
0: <laughs> Possibly. I don't I know. Mean, I'm working that, on that
1: part. I mean, shit. If it's just a digit number, you could do that in probably ten seconds.
0: Possibly. <laughs> That's awesome. But that would be that would be communicating back to the panel. So I'm not sure how if this that'll work yet. Right. I'm about a week. I'm about a week or two away from being able to just rip this thing apart and play with it.
1: That's awesome.
0: I'm still, I'm still in the building stages.
1: <laughs> you got You got to love having new toys.
0: Oh yeah. Oh god. I have got a DVR system that's to die for.
1: <laughs> I can only imagine what that's going to end up getting used for. Hey, oh, please, come down I'm to my already, basement. <gasps> I'd fuck. i have already. i have already. <laughs> <to your> <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
4: I'd fuck
2: me so I'd hard. Fuck me so hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow The first thing I tried was uh, burning out the camera with a laser pointer Which doesn't work on this bottle because it has a uh, a filter over it
1: Then you don't have the right laser pointer
0: Well, obviously But you know, you you were going to buy me one of the right ones, remember?
1: I Well, I, I know, but I had this thing called The entire Chinese government watching me the whole time going on
0: Like I didn't warn you about that yeah, Dude, you...
1: The the warning that you could issue was nothing in comparison to what it was. <laughs>
0: so oh, what do shit. they do? They they take the entire country supply of makers and put it into a bunker somewhere.
1: Dude, they didn't have makers anywhere, and and that was really frustrating. So it forced me to drink a lot of vodka with FX and Nathan and all them, and and then we had fun. <laughs>
0: See, that's that's a good reason not to go to China right there. No makers, forget it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with that. But they had blends. <laughs> Then what uh, some some other shitty 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 whiskeys i mean horrible um you know speaking of phone apps did you see the uh the new spy phone app for it's yeah. called spy phone for iphone yeah. yeah that's pretty fucking awesome huh
0: well, I think I'm going to use it to blackmail somebody so I can get enough money to buy an iPhone and then uh, and play with it.
1: Well, this is this is the prime reason why whenever we have parties, we make people with iPhones go through a separate door.
0: Oh, yes. yes. You have to go through the iPhone door. <laughs> you
1: have to go through the iPhone door, and if you don't, you get, fuck, you get kicked the fuck out. Yep, that's it. <laughs> or you get punched and thrown down the stairs.
0: <laughs> and, hey, uh, that party is coming together for next year already.
1: Good, good. Well, as... As always, I will help you work the door and force people through certain doors.
0: Oh, yes. That's that's a must. (laughs) And I don't think we're going to have the same problem we had last year with the running out of free drinks.
1: Well, I tried. I mean, like I was like, I'll sponsor the party.
0: (laughs) I've made sure that that won't happen again. So next time you feel like buying free drinks for everybody, it won't be a problem.
1: Done. Well, we we have a lot of events coming up. Uh, it, It looks like we will have another... B sides or whatever the fuck we call it event um that'll go Ooh. on to, to have more fun speakers that aren't choked and censored by the media and uh and, and we'll do it in a house that's twice as big as the houses last year, so uh we will have lots of room. Actually nice. the one house that I'm looking at has a full bowling alley and a dance club in it.
0: Oh that's sweet.
1: Yeah, yeah, so then we can throw a Fucking another really good party.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a plan.
1: So, all right. Well, right on. Well, thank thank you for calling in there, brother. Hoorah! All right, we'll all talk right. to you soon. Talk Perfect. to you later, man.
0: Be good or don't be caught.
1: <laughs> we will not get caught. <laughs> 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 Knock yeah. on wood. All right, later. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, we need to check the voicemails.
2: Yeah, we do. Let's let's uh, we it's do,
1: always do good that to now. have Dulce call in.
2: Yeah, I like him.
1: That's so always a good perspective. You know, he and I are speaking at uh, an ISACA meeting in uh, Connecticut. EO <laughs> gets pocket dialed.
0: Somebody calling I
2: us from the nightclub again?
3: What
2: was that in the like, girl's bathroom?
1: <laughs> wow.
2: That was Gates? Dude, Gates pocket dialed us. That's funny. Like <laughs> Gates, who are you talking to in the girls' bathroom, dude? <laughs>
3: Super.
2: Does your wife know?
3: Hi, Lauren. This is Sandra, and I'm with Mike or John Denton. And you recently went online and ordered Internet Cash Secrets for making money online. <laughs> I have a question about your account, so if you can please give me a call, should we call at her? my direct line, which is yeah. eight oh one. Eight five four, one two seven six. Okay, that's eight zero one. Eight five four. Eight 5, 4,
1: 1, two seven six. One two seven six. And
3: my name is Sandra. Oh, Sandra, hope you're having an awesome day, and talk to you soon, Sandra. I Bye. hope
1: you're having an awesome day. Cause... She will.
2: She will. She will. Once this podcast comes
1: out and everybody yeah. gets that number, <laughs> I, I really encourage everyone to call and see how much to fuck with Sandra because she called the wrong fucking number. It's not my problem. Do you have more? Joe, oh, uh, wow. Our two voice our yes. two
2: voicemails. Let's see. Pocket dial from Gates while spam. he's talking to some girl in a bathroom. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> High quality. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shit.
2: Um, and it was a strip club bathroom, and it was actually a hooker. And what else can we throw in there? And,
1: uh, 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 and it's, fuck, it's, I gotta she's go. She's
2: been yeah. his mistress for the last three years. Hundred years. Hundred? Hundred. Wow. Three
1: hun- it's like fucking uh, Gates is a whatever it party. is. Uh, Fuck? Twilight.
2: I don't know. I don't watch that shit.
1: I don't either. But
2: although every time I see that girl in public, the girl plays a little, the chick character. You thinking in movie? about
1: doing the surprise cum shot on her? Just waiting in the bathroom, well, and fucking. Jerking
2: she's kind of cute. And then be like, that's your face, dot com. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's your
1: face. I got a fucking toy, bitch.
2: <laughs> and just run. <laughs> <laughs> we should call him. Nice. Like, yeah, can we have two action figures? One of Chris Nickerson and one of Ryan Jones, and both of them jerking off on strippers.
1: <laughs> I just want one with a little <laughs> hose that you can pump and it shoots shit out of it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: No, every time I see that girl, the, the the chick from Twilight though, she's been like on the MTV awards and all kinds of crap. Mm-hmm. She always looks like she's fucking high. Like like a like a trashed out junkie. Yeah. She can't walk straight. Tom, she can barely talk. Oh, Tom's calling.
1: Hey. Hi, Tom. Tom What's going
4: on, What's
1: going on guys? Dude, did you find the fuckers who broke it into your Jeep?
4: Uh, let's let's just say that there's a uh there's a uh, there's a mission underway. <laughs>
1: right on. What's going on, dude? Other than the fucking travesties of people breaking into shit. Uh
4: well, I'm sitting I'm sitting here with my uh I'm sitting here with my five year old so I'll have to keep it clean but uh yeah we, we will re- we will definitely recover that stuff.
1: Right on. <laughs> oh man. Oh dude, look, it's video. Right on. Wait, hold on. Where I'm turning it. Oh, we so actually Liz have a video see. call. Put
2: oh, us. no, we got to be careful about... Can we can saying, we show
1: video on our side? Whoa, can you see us, Tom, or no? Uh, not yet, no. All right, got to turn this thing on now. Uh, so,
4: Chris, you'll appreciate this. One of the things the guys did that they messed you, up on is they left footprints in the snow. No. What? <laughs> yeah, so... so uh,
3: <laughs> that was me, Dad. <laughs> so,
1: so, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> Your son broke in here, Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe some take down in Jersey, if you will. Oh, that's awesome. How's it so, going over there, man? Good, man. We're just uh, just recording and talking about all of the ah. wonderful, ridiculous stuff that has been released in the last week. Hold on a second. I have to go kill one of my dogs real quick. <laughs> uh, Lizzie
4: here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, uh, What's up, Liz? Not much, man.
4: Been... Hey, I see, you see you lost, uh, you lost the first round of Mafia Wars.
2: Oh, when you started the fight? <laughs> yeah, I kind of gave that up.
4: That was uh, that was
2: interesting. It was funny though. Just keep hitting you over and over and over again after that.
4: Oh, we, the fun the fun part was people started taking out bounty hits on you, which I thought was
2: interesting. Oh, people do that to me all the time because they get upset that I like you know whip them in a fight. So all of a sudden I have like eight thousand bounty hits. It's, it's bounty. crazy. Yeah. Hey,
4: so you guys, uh, you guys gonna be out on the East Coast anytime soon?
2: Um, I don't know if Chris is. I'm not gonna be there till at least next year, which I guess is yeah. only a month away. But um. I actually just submitted two speeches, uh, one to uh, You Shot the Sheriff in Brazil, and then the other one is, uh, I think it's it's StotCon, T-H-O-T, con, in uh, Chicago. Okay. What
4: are you doing? Don't make him, he's trying to make you
2: smell his (laughs) feet. I was wondering why he was getting so close to the camera. (laughs) So somebody broke into your Jeep in the snow, huh?
4: Yeah, so we, we went out to dinner, and I was gonna try and catch up with you guys a little bit earlier. Right. And, uh, came out came out of the, came out for dinner, of course. and First thing I noticed was my uh my jeep was missing a tire off the back of it. Oh shit! In the snow, of course. And uh, as I looked around, I realized there was no you know no video cameras there for the for the parking lot, etc. It was kind of fun. So nice. After, after calling local PD, they came by and uh, I had a, went after those guys' footprints in the snow, which was, was interesting. <laughs> hey, can you cut them out? <laughs> Uh,
1: that's awesome.
3: <laughs>
2: maybe maybe that's how we need to do a clean, exotic liability. We have
1: Tom on with this kid, and we can't curse. Yes. Uh, what do you mean <laughs> we can't curse? <laughs> we are, we already ruined that one for this episode. So, uh, so what's what's new in the uh, in the world of the Brennans? Um, other than break-ins, like like a work world. Anything fun to tell people?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, so from the from the O-wash perspective, we're spending an awful lot of time there and
3: uh, uh, get, doing a lot
4: of uh, a lot of progress. Hey, pal, do me a fair?
1: Can you go upstairs and tell Mom to get me a beer? Yeah. <laughs> come on, let's go get me a beer. Go, 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 go around the corner because there's a bar right in front of where he's standing. So just go, go <laughs> back to the bar that's over there. There it is. There you go. See, just go, yeah, perfect. All right, yeah. Now reach in get there and the grab Corona. The beer. Come on, Jack, hurry
4: up. Come on, Daddy's
2: thirsty.
1: Daddy, Daddy, is this is this supposed to go on my parenting video with the with the pictures? Dad drinks cause you cry. Daddy drinks cause you cry.
4: <laughs> uh, your bottle opener. <laughs> <This is bomb. laughs> What's wrong He's with you? Just Daddy. use his teeth, hey, Tom. Tom, it's okay.
0: Killing me.
1: Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
2: he's still got the, the baby teeth, right? He not all of that permanent that's, teeth. See that's, that's the teeth.
1: That's even better because now he can bring him the beer and say like, well it wasn't like he brought me an open beer.
3: <laughs> Here,
1: he's all Here, here's a whole bunch of sugar. Get out. he <laughs> so brings back the keg? <laughs> <laughs> so so, so,
4: so really have his floss, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's a kid-free environment. So how the fuck are you guys
1: doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Not too bad. I've been working too much, dude. Yeah, we've all been running around. Way too much.
4: So I, I, heard, your, uh, I heard your China podcast. That sounded uh, quite interesting. You had, sounded
1: you had a good time over there. Oh, dude, China was uh, uh, interesting. I mean, we had, we had fun taking over all of their clubs. And, nice. and you know, uh, essentially embarrassing everyone in the club because they were like, oh, yeah, we're ballers. We 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 bought one bottle.
4: Hey, look, my wife is on the stop. Hi. Nice. Hi.
1: Hi. <laughs> we're
4: having a very exciting night
1: here. Yeah, I was just telling them. <laughs> so are we. We're sitting in my house recording a podcast. <laughs> nice. Hey, guys, guys, all
4: right, all right.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, like the whole, the whole family's downstairs now. Yes,
2: exotic yes. liability—the family episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: cute. cute. Um, but yeah, China, China was quite interesting. You can you can definitely hear from all the other people that were with us that like they they just tried to break into absolutely everything that we had, and they were successful most of the time. But we didn't really care. Gotcha.
4: And, uh, did anyone get a little upset about
1: uh, playing in Chris Dickerson lab? Uh, you know what? I, I, they brought us to my lab, which was cool because I got to see it for the first time. Okay. Um, and, and I have to post this picture that I have because it's, like, it, it's like this great picture of, you know, the, the what was it, the National Censored Network Demonstration Zone. Yeah, it was a crazy thing. Yeah, yeah it was – I'll send you the picture. It was pretty awesome. But we got to see where all the fun stuff is as well as – I now know where all of IBM's cloud computing is, and uh, <laughs> it's all in China. And and have a whole bunch of interesting pictures of ways to get in the building that are totally unlocked. So yay, cloud computing! <laughs> 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 Quick flight to China, own everything.
4: I'd be a storm on the rising edge. <laughs> <right>.
1: <laughs> exactly.
4: Nice, nice. So, hey, so, have you guys, so have you guys paid any attention to uh, the recent release for OWASP, for the release candidate one of the top 10?
1: Yeah, I, I kind of wanted you to talk a little bit about that.
4: Okay, so um, so obviously this, you know, this product is one of those community things with, with OWASP, right? So it's, it's actually headed up by the guys, uh, Jeff Williams and Dave Winters from Aspect Security.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: They are the project leaders on this one. Uh, but there's a lot of other folks involved, uh, myself, Jeremiah Grossman, Aaron Evans, a lot of folks from the community uh, contributing to the new top 10. Uh, which is really based on risk, right? So we've changed around from kind of a stats kind of component of what you know injection flaws, code scripting, etc. Right. Kind of shifted over to what risk is. And right now we have a, a release candidate out, which is out there for kind of review and people to debate and uh, certainly get the community behind it, so we can have a an agreed upon <laughs> top, if you will, of risk. Which is of course always funny because we've tried to uh, put some new stuff back in, uh, put some old stuff back in, and put some new stuff in there that's based on uh, risk. So people can kind of get away from the, the top 10 and they can kind of look at this as the beginning of a, a very long list of things they should be doing. Including right. Things like secure, configuration management, et cetera. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that nobody can ever say, yeah, my, my push-button product can do the OAS top 10 because it's, it's completely
1: impossible. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you're full of shit. Someone is going to make a product that pretends to do it. I mean, dude, come on. There's people that have products that do risk assessments in corporations. Like with a click of a button? Well, you can click a button, fucking find out if you're compliant with PCI. You know, like... No, but I mean, all right, so I'm looking at it. Hold on. Bringing up stuff. Dude, God, you have a lot of fucking shit in here.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going
1: on. So the new one number one is injection, A2 is cross site scripting, three, broken authentication. So, how is all right, so now how is the risk of cross site scripting higher than broken authentication?
4: Well, so it's 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 kind of based on statistical modeling, right? So okay. we, have, we have different data sets that come in from different organizations, right? So organizations can provide information about what the risk is in the in the world uh, in the uh, in the clients that we're assessing, and just have to take a look at what's there. So cross-scripting is certainly the most prevalent right. out there. Uh, we're not saying it's the highest risk, but we're saying it's it's certainly a risk uh, that can lead to other areas, right? Got so, it. Its exploitability is really average. Its prevalence is widespread, right? Its detectability is really, really easy. In the end, it's kind of moderate, depending on what you're kind of tying it to. Uh, But it certainly still remains the the number one, quote-unquote, syntactical flaw that's that's kind of out there that people are finding left and right.
1: Sure. No, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Um, All right. So then we have insecure direct object references, uh, cross-site request forgery, which... Yeah, that's uh, it's funny how much of that stuff we found in the admin consoles of, like, IBM WebSphere and all sorts of that shit, that uh, they still haven't patched it anywhere. Yep. Like, it's, it, it's unbelievable how much of that sits out there in the admin consoles of most CMS systems that people don't ever mess with. Um, well, go ahead. I was going to say,
4: that, you know, kind of the component there is what we've also tried to do in the documentation is outline a little bit why... You know CR- CSRF, if you will, is kind of one of those areas that people are going need- to get hit with, but has not really been taken advantage of yet in the wild. Yep. Uh, the easiest way to kind of check for check whether your application is vulnerable to see if you know each link contains a form of unpredictable tokens for each user. Um, and kind of looking at the application, CSRF is kind of a really big issue, but people don't seem to give it the love or the attention that it needs. So the attackers um, could utilize it, and I guess I'll call it the white hat pen testers can use it to kind of prove a point. But you're not really seeing it exploited live that much in, 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 the, in, the, uh, uh, in the day-to-day yet. But I think right. more people are ready to pick that up as an
1: attack vector. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that that's something that as general phishing gets a little more obvious and outdated, that that'll be something that people use to, you know, gain privileges when they're not supposed to have privileges and things like that. And it'll be more and more, especially with... Um, Do you see the new CSI survey was talking about how phishing and malware have been up like 80% year over year in comparison to last year and how a lot of these application flaws are starting to contribute to that in some of the mixed, you know, mixed discipline attacks, right? Where they're using these types of attacks in a phishing email to get themselves access opposed to, you know, just taking somebody's passwords by itself or just injecting on the app itself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... Um, Cool. All right. Security misconfiguration. New. <laughs> I like that.
4: So, 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 so new, new for the for the new list, obviously not new for the list. Of the no,
1: block. I know. Um,
4: but even backing up just to the CSRF one, I think that it's important that OWASP as an organization has uh, a lot of collaborative items. So not only do we point it out, we're also kind of pointing out, you know, the attack scenarios, the references that are there, and then things that we have that are current fixes for the problem, right, like CSRF guard and... Uh, You know things with the sappy. I mean, so we're not just a a breaking group, right? So we're kind of tied into both the building and the breaking side. Yep. So typically we're finding a problem, we're coming up with solutions, and kind of promoting them both. Cool. Hey, this is an issue, and these are some of the ways you might want to fix it. So the misconfigurations are a six. That kind of gets interesting, right? Because it's it's such a wide discussion of saying security misconfiguration. But I I tell folks all the time that yeah, if your if your layer seven web app is quote unquote secure, and I haven't found any flaws in it this week. Um, you know, since the last code drop, that is, I'm not going to own the web app through the network side. Right. So we're trying to kind of tie these things together by saying to folks that, yes, you need to have, you know, layer seven secure, but let's not forget about that thing called network layer because typically yeah. that gets forgotten about. It's certainly kicking the door or bumping through physical security is an area that people don't want to talk about. Right. Um, these are, of course, that are a problem as well.
1: No, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm I'm glad that you guys are integrating a little bit of that kind of holistic approach into it to to get people who tend to kind of window their, their ability to pay attention only to one topic. So, you know, the web app people kind of forget that there's any other types of security other than web app, and then anytime you talk outside of web app, they're like, no, fuck that, that's not security. But yeah. the SQL injection thing's way cooler. But it's 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 cool that, that you guys are building some of those things in to kind of promote that message of, you know, secure it across the board, don't just lock this one thing down and get owned easily another way.
4: Yep, yep, and that's actually... uh I was actually looking at one of the videos that you had done. Uh, one of the talks, it was in Minnesota. Uh, I think you had come on quite multiple chapters, and I was watching that. And that was, you know, that's awesome, right? It's kind of like giving giving folks kind of that picture that they don't know. I mean, you know, you and I know each other for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, but being having a full scope background is very interesting because talking to folks that are only AppSec focused, they kind of sometimes do miss the point that there are things outside SQL injection, across site request forgery, that can really hurt. You know, to really own the business at the end of the day. So it's well, good to have that continue to reinforce
1: my thing. Well, yeah, but, and, and I think that that, that same, you know, issue goes true for, you know, network pen testers. It goes true for, for most people who have taken kind of general specific routes in security, right. Is, is just that idea that you can always lose shit. And there's a million different ways to lose shit. And, and it's good that we have groups like OSP that are doing heavy amounts of research in those spaces. Um, but hugely to OWASP credit, especially on this point, you're, you're also, you know, giving some recognition that this isn't the only thing and that to really be comprehensive, you need to kind of bridge out of that. So I think that, that's sure. awesome. Sure, um, so there's
4: actually another product that kind of spun off from there as well um, called ASVS, right? And ASVS is kind of a requirements for security configuration deal, kind of... You know, ASVS? Uh, yeah, well, it's kind of good kind you of thinking about the application before it's created, right? So, uh, so yeah. ASVS has actually been very, very useful. you
1: got to lube it up with the Vaseline before you hit it. I like that. That's good. Ass fast. Perfect. Perfect. And, there's,
4: and there's a lot of application security specialists that are using that. Yeah, As the well.
1: the old ass specialists. Yes. That's good. That's You know what? Uh, I'm a big fan of not chafing. I mean, that's. that's <laughs> hey, I almost spit. You got a point. I got a point online. Um, <laughs> all right, seven failure to restrict URL access. Uh, yeah. Also, good seeing how we just did a podcast a while ago where I was talking about mm-hmm. uh, you know things like Nessus. I I hope I really hope that this being in the top ten, uh, and I hope it stays there. I hope it helps change some ratings in some of the default scanners out there for the people who really don't read the scans and just kind of go off the colors uh, because most scanners when they do general brute forcing at directories, we will find slash admin or, and, or, or manager and things like that, but we will yeah. rate them as informational. And, and I think that that's ridiculous. I mean, if you got fucking slash admin, you, you better sure as hell fix that. You shouldn't be hitting that from the fucking outside. Yeah. Well, um, and I
4: think it also goes down to, I mean, sometimes there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of noisy reports too, right? So, I mean, if there's a URL that's in an application, that's kind of not uh not tied into the general app that can't be crawled or spidered but is kind of an admin director or a backup director or something that's kind of more sensitive. Again it's it's it is noise unless it's something that's really interesting, right? So if it's an admin director it's an admin console and like, you know, being able to drop the database or be able to manage it remotely. Right. definitely a problem. Wow, my son is here doing Chinese ninja stuff. What are you doing with a steak, buddy? Come here
3: with <laughs> <laughs> a steak?
1: He's like, Dad's a vampire. I got it. Yeah, show show him your steak. Yeah,
4: show him your steak. this is your steak Whoa. Dish. Whoa, dude
1: Get it! Ah. Woo!
4: Now hit your dad with it.
1: Just don't hit yourself with it. <laughs> right, get out of here. That's awesome. All right. A8, unvalidated redirects and forwards. Um, I, I'm also glad that you put that on there, too, because it, it, it goes back to that, you know, being able to actually leverage the attack versus it just being, uh, you know, a, a, another thing that shows up on a scanner.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is another area, I think, that, you know, unvalid redirects, you know, are people getting, um, uh, people believing that this is a, a valid redirect from an organization site that simply avoid, to simply avoid that, it's important. Uh, but, of course, it's whether it be, uh, you know, a .NET and a, and a transfer, et cetera, people have to review it to know that it's there, and it's actually an area that uh, people get owned by quite often.
1: Right, right. Uh, yeah, the Chinese like that one. <laughs> They're big, big fans of that. Uh, insecure cryptographic storage. All right, yeah. so... So so so
4: I mean, so crypto is really one of those areas where that you know if it's being protected the real question is how long does the secret need to be held for right so if I need to protect the you know please buy milk from the store and I want to protect that from somebody in, in, intercepting it for a period of you know four hours well then the crypto should, you know, potentially could be weak or could be not non-existent mm-hmm. but we're having data that's being uh, captured and logged and tracked and being able to archive it out and you know and have the storage of the data not be um, uh, up to par, I should say, with the, with the intention of what the data is or the life of the data, that becomes a big problem. Um, sure. So, it, it's kind of one of those areas that it's it's up for interpretation. It's a risk, but it really it, it's saying it's saying really here that it's difficult to exploit. Right? It's kind of uncommon from a prevalence sort of standpoint. Right. Yeah. You know? And 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 being able to detect it's really really difficult. Well, you probably all can agree that if I break your crypto, the impact's pretty severe. So you have to weigh that out for your business,
1: right? Yeah. So so uh, uh, all of you with the shitty old Microsoft Capcom that are afraid of changing it because it'll fucking break everything should probably figure out a fix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's always my favorite is working in companies that are all like... PCI, awesome, and everything else, and then you actually pop the box and get on it, and you find out that they're using like old, like one one zero Capcom drivers, and you're like, no, no, really, I can get your cert. Hey, check this out, and they're like, no, but it's stored on another machine. I'm like, no, 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 it's stored on this machine. Watch. <laughs> so I, again, you know, I I appreciate in the list, especially in the new one breaking out a little bit more to to consolidate some of the flaws that are very app-specific, like, you know, Injection and SSS and, and CSRF and some of those, and then also kind of showing that they bleed down a little bit below Layer 7, but they're still part of Layer 7 attacks. Um, so I think it's good because it's, it's actually, you know, putting some glue in between it, um, sure. opposed to just letting it sit at the app layer. All right, and then the last one is Insufficient Transport Layer Protection, which... Um, again, back to that, you know, fucking a study's a study and the stats show anything. But uh, <laughs> an, another thing on the new uh, CSI study that they released, what, the first, December 1st, was uh, was saying that there's a huge amount of change in the amount that people are sniffing traffic. And that I, that's another massive area of increase where people are sniffing passwords in the clear, on the wire, and things like that. Which to me means there's more people breaking into shit or there's more people inside being... You know, fucking nefarious, yeah. right? Cool. Um, but but this is awesome. I mean, it, it's it's great that that we're talking not only here about just being able to sniff it, but being able to break it, or being able to do the you know uh, TLS attacks, or being able to you know try and bust SSL or, or do those types of things. So I think that that's that's huge because God knows most websites that I ever look at or that any of us ever assess, I mean, are constantly using everything from insecure. Protection and protocols and stuff like that to you know weak crypto to sell yeah. right you know so so I, I think that that's awesome um what what are your thoughts overall on the list this year now
4: so um so again the the list is this is the one that is currently is up for uh, is up for community comment so there's there's a couple areas here that I think uh, uh, potentially could be tweaked or changed a bit uh, but it, it's a really really good list I mean the folks have put a lot of time probably. About, uh, poof, Good 10, eleven months into kind of come up, coming up with this, as well as coming up to why and having been for backup for that. Um, right now, as I said, this release candidate one came out for the AppSec DC conference. Uh, they released it, um, and right now there's some heavy traffic on the OWASP top ten mailing list uh, about this. Uh, people, you know, on the far right or on the far left, that are just very adamant about a particular thing being changed or verbiage or you know commas and paragraphs, etc. Um, so again, once it gets ratified, um, you know, assuming January time frame it becomes ratified, everybody starts adopting it, right? Because it's soon right. we're referenced by FFEIC and, you know, various agencies around the world, as well as things like PCI, um, having this document now being referenced as a kind of a, uh, a go-to or a bar, um, people are kind of trying to position as to how they're going to continue to work around this. And I see a lot of companies actually, commercial side, looking at it saying, oh, wow, this kind of screws up the way we were doing business last year.
1: Yeah, so, we have, so to, we have to lobby to have them pull that off the list. Fuck. Yeah. So <laughs>
4: And, and Olas is really, really good about kind of being agnostic and saying, no, 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 this is what has to happen. So here's how it's
1: got to be. That's know. good. Shut up. Well, and and yeah, and I give props to you guys for doing that because most organizations that try and do things like this end up folding the corporate pressure. So I'm I, I'm glad that that you and a lot of the others that I know that you know contribute this much to it are are very adamant about making it be about security and not being about you know who sponsors you and who's kissing your ass the most. Because I mean, I know everybody does it anyway, but um, so it's, it's a good thing. But, uh, so, so on that, you know, you were saying that people are lobbying to have shit changed or, or really adamant about things. Is there, are there any of those that stick out like more than others that, that people are really being bricks about or, or sticklers about what, well, you know, like whatever you want to call it?
4: Um, well, I mean, if you, if if you back up on a second, and you look at what's changed, um, you have you know folks that are in the camp of looking at you know things that have been removed, right? Right. right. Malicious file malicious file execution, right? Information leakage and improper error handling. Um, these are areas that are no longer on the top ten. Now we would agree that if I'm gonna get verbose SQL error messages back on a single tick in a search field, it's gonna potentially lead me to SQL injection. So information leakage or improper error handling, um, it's really, really important that you don't do that. Right, but it falls off our list because there's other risks that are higher in the priority cycle. That you know, again, the top ten is just a summary, right? Right. So, folks look at like the last twenty four as an example of both syntactical issues and business logic flaws, and map them back. So, I always say that the OWASP top ten is kind of a summary of some of the ten most prevalent areas that you're concerned. But sure. you know, the last twenty four should be what you're looking for for application security to ensure that you're doing your uh, doing your best to make yep. sure that you. Off
1: the park. And and I agree with that from uh, especially from the regard of you know like for both messages and things like that. I mean that's that's more of an intelligence gathering aspect than it is a risk exploitation aspect. I mean it's a step that gets you there, but it isn't what gets you there. You know what I mean? It's 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 not the the breaking point, if you will. It's it's the point before that that's going to give you how to get to the breaking point. But
4: think of it like this, right? So if if, if if we were telling everybody from an OWASP perspective that, hey, leave your reverse uh, configuration error messages turned on for things like SQL injection or for SQL statements that go south, that would actually be better for the tool community, right? Because they can actually queue up that. Sure. Line SQL injection is a little bit harder to detect. Of course, when you don't have a reverse error message telling you there's a problem, and right. then testing for SQL injection using you know using blind methods based on timing attacks, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, it's Just a little more complex. Yep. So if, if you classify what we the way I look at it, is if you classify your attacks into three different buckets, the skill level is equally um, uh, equal. The skill level is very equal on all three levels, but the first type of attacker, right, is like a random opportunistic person that's going to write a bot or a worm, right. looking for any web application to take advantage of and bang the hell out of it. Right, that's like the first type of attacker, as I see it. Right, the skill level still really high, but doesn't really care what he's hitting.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. it's like the Chinese iframe attackers, right. Who yeah. are, are tagging into databases and dump an iframe onto it to push you off to another site.
4: It doesn't really care who, who they're you know, who they're going after, just as long as you're a website that can respond and they can feed from, right? Right. So and then you have the next layer, I think, of attacker is you know more of somebody who is going to say, you know, today I want to go out and, you know, hack I don't care, a healthcare organization or a organization that gave me some credit card data. And they're probably proficient with you know they probably have read the OWASP top you know the OWASP top ten they probably looked at you know the version three testing guy they probably have the skill set that they understand how this stuff works they may even have access to you know, whether it be commercial or open source or written their own tools but right. today they want to go out and hack a particular type of industry right so that's kind of like a random opportunistic type of attacker that skill level is still high and then lastly you have kind of that you know I, I guess I'll joke around let's call it the red team type of the test where. We know so and so has the cure for cancer, and we're going to kind of break in any way we can do it to get to the data. Now it could be, you know, web app, could be physical, could be whatever. But you know, it's going to be all—it's going to be all hands to hit this organization. that's a targeted attack. It could take three months, six months, a year. Who cares? Right. we're going to get. Um, so if you look at those three different buckets of attacker types, you really have to back up and say, what am I trying to protect? Right. So security budgets, I think, are kind of weird because. In the business world, typically it's either you take a big, bu- a big bucket of money. So I'll take my keg of beer here and make it an example. You have a big bucket of money, and you say I only have this much money, but I have all these web applications. So either I spend a little bit of money across all web applications to give me a little bit of security where I raise the bar, or put all my money on, you know, one organization. Or, on or beer. On, that's,
1: that's on my, my Newcastle. Answer,
4: right. Sponsored sponsored by Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Same case and Heineken is actually just a great beer, by the way. So, so depending on how the budgets are allocated, uh, organizations sometimes get a false sense of security, right? Because they're they're trying to do the best they can, quite frankly, because they're trying to figure out where they start. Right. Think of of things like you know, even like Gonzalez that was recently in the news, and we've talked about this offline. You know, uh, in 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 certain organizations that were breached with that uh, team of people. it was not one targeted system that was like the main system of their organization, right? It was a system on the fringe that happened to have some interdependencies that allow them to inject themselves into the environment. So that becomes quite interesting where that, if you take that budget model and you apply a limited amount of budget, or you apply apply a limited amount of budget to all your systems, well, maybe you raise the bar a little bit, but the skill level of the attacker is still high so that doesn't really matter. Yep. Or put all your money in systems that are let's say, you know, public facing that are considered the most important well, I don't even go after those systems quite, right? Because I'm expecting you to have some defenses up there. Right. So it's kind of like I'm going to hit the guy's Jeep in the parking lot next to Macaroni Grill because he's parking <laughs> you know, by a light and ripped rip his fire off the back. It's easy to get packing. I mean, but if you leave footprints <laughs> on the snow, gonna, that's basically what comes down to it. So, <laughs> all tied together in my life. Uh,
1: that's fucking awesome. Uh, I, you know, I, it's it, it's funny how how so many people kind of – over focus on the technical aspect of security and forget that you know you you kind of have to figure out what's important to protect and what's kind of not important to protect and choose your battles right okay. And, and, and it's, it's good. And I, I really, uh, again, appreciate some of these risk models and not the fucking janky risk model of, you know, doing all the stupid math fucking CISA questions, but actual risk to the business to say, you know, like, look, if this gets popped, we're fucked. And if this gets popped, I kind of don't care. But, you know, in order to do that, you got to do something that most organizations don't know how to do and haven't done, which is figure out what the hell you have. Yeah,
4: and also, and also, kind of, what business are you really in, right? right. So, you know, if if you if you make um, if you make beer tags, you know, your goal is to make beer tags. I mean, your goal may not be to run an email system, right? So, kind of compartmentalizing, a compartmentalized down note, exactly what of your organization do you really, really care about. Um, some of these things are, are less important, right? right? So sometimes the expectations are not they need to be set that way with the business. That what do you what, what do you really, really do? Uh, and as we think sometimes it's funny. Some organizations sometimes just still don't understand what they do. And that, that may not be the owner of the company, of course, but there may be people that work within the organization that try to um, uh, try, try to push their political issues in front of the real business Yeah, users.
1: no, I I, I I totally agree. I mean, I, I, I think that that's a, a huge problem. I mean, especially, like, Ryan, when you and I go into organizations and do risk assessments mm-hmm. – Oftentimes it's like this. It's this like wild, eye-opening event. Like they're like, "What? <laughs> we have that shit?" And it's like, "Yeah, that's how you make money." Yeah. And they're like, "Wait a second. I'm like, no, no, we no. no. <laughs> like your ERP system helps you make money. You should fucking install patches on it. And they're like, "You know, I just never thought of it that way. I just, uh, you know, I just wanted email to be up." <laughs> like, well, yeah, but that doesn't process your fucking credit cards and shit. You know, that doesn't balance your GL at the end of the day.
4: Yeah a nice part it, I think for uh, at least Chris, I share you know uh, some some military background like you do. Um, we take that kind of experience, and whether it be coming out of the DoD with you know people's lives depend on this, right? Or it's kind of like over here, oh, we might disrupt some financial system for a little while, and people might be upset. Well, the meeting usually goes two ways, right? It's usually like, okay, so can we talk about this system? What happens during the assessment if it goes sideways? Is anyone going to die? No,
1: <laughs> right.
4: All right, why don't we go get a cup of coffee I'm
1: kinda back a disruption in your financial loss. We'll a or a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh shit. Uh, well, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for running us through it because I, I definitely think it's something that, you know, any anyone who listens and anyone who participates needs to needs to weigh in on it because community efforts like this are what actually drive You know, things being created in a sense, in a manner that that aren't going to, you know, go and promote these products that are one-click compliance and, you know, the magic silver bullet fucking fat weight loss pill. I mean, dude, I wouldn't be fat if that was real, but there's a huge market around it. Um, Well, let me know. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking cocaine in Vegas. Best (laughs) diet in the world. I didn't eat for three weeks. Look at how fit I am.
4: Speaking of Vegas, changing topics, let me give a little plug for OWASP before we go on to the Vegas topic, which I'm sure you're interested in. Uh, so, so, for those who don't know, uh, this OWASP top ten, top 10 thing we've talked about it can all be found at OWASP.org, O W A S P.org. Um, and there's a lot of great information there uh, about the organization. You know, and keep in mind that OWASP is about the individual, right? It's not about the company you work for. Because the way I look at it is that if you're involved in OWASP, it's all about you. And will you ever, wherever you happen to go in your career, you're probably going to go through several different companies or have different, several different companies in your in your career. OWASP is really about the individual, right? So we have people around the world. We have like ten thousand plus people around the world that are on our mailing lists. There's like about a thousand members, and membership's kind of like natural public radio. where if you like it, you kind of kick in fifty bucks. If you don't, you still listen to it. It's one of those, right? Uh, so we do really, really well there, and we have a lot of training and conferences, etc., that are are useful, and we produce really good material. So. Back to Vegas, so um, you and I kind of exchanged a couple of emails. Yeah, so it's kind of official. Uh, I'm running the OWASP conference Vegas, uh, 2012, um, and it's going to be a very interesting event. So it should be a uh, I'm sorry, 2011. Uh, is it
1: 2011? Do, yeah, 2011. Do you so need Ryan and I to do security or something for you? Or
4: yeah, so uh, so there's a few things that we're going to be talking about. Um, <laughs> right on.
1: Well, I'm, I'm I'm sure that that we have members that are more than willing to help out in in time and in other other ways. I mean, we don't have sponsors. We're not fucking Paul. Com, but but you know, uh, but we've I got mean, literally got not people. fucking Paul. But um, that's not what I we have a lot of people. Well,
4: I figured, I figured, like, oh, New York City was kind of a uh, a good way to kind of say, can we do this? And now just move it to move it to Vegas.
1: Right No, I'm 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 with it, and and I know that we can get things done in Vegas. <laughs> Which we've proved year after year.
4: Plus, we're all, I think we're also going to plan on doing it around the, uh, the same week as uh, oh yeah CES uh, and other shows in, in town that week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, So you know what? You should actually come out for um yeah. for our event party. Party. party.
4: Yeah, I'm planning to it. I actually have to meet with the Mandalay Bay uh, my uh, casino host there to talk about this event.
1: That's so. good because will that's where we'll be. Um, so yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll send you we'll send you a, a private invite. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Even though everybody else is actually invited, you'll get a private invite. (laughs) Sounds
4: good. I I, I appreciate that. That's always (laughs) so. Now, are you guys doing anything uh, private off-site again? Like, you know, trying to burn down a house with an extension cord? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. We got lots of that going on. Uh, (laughs) Seventh to the eleventh. So plan on being there.
4: Very nice. Very
1: nice. Um, hey Pop, where's the little one?
4: Uh, the little, one of them died, and the oh. other one's upstairs hiding under the
1: couch, so it should, yeah. it's always fun around my house, <laughs> as you know. Yes. Um, yeah, so, 7th, 11th, will be there, and then, yes, we are planning on doing uh, another event, a la the, the B-sides or whatever else. I, I, I haven't decided whether I'm going to continue my personal support of that, even though I made the first one happen. Um sure. Because they're trying to do too much, and I'm just not, I'm not someone who tries to do everything. So they, they want to have, like, a hackerspaces of conference type thing, which is cool. I support it. You know, like, anyone can talk anywhere, anytime. And then yeah. they want to do them as kind of the, the, the DEF CON version of every other conference out there. And to me, that's just too much shit. Um, so I, all I care about... Is being able to provide a no bullshit venue where people can say whatever the fuck they want, however they want to say it, without being critiqued and do it in a private house so that the cops can't fuck with us and no lawyers can come over because it's in my fucking house. So fuck you. I'll talk about what I want. Um, But, yeah, the plan is, is that there's a 14,000 square foot house with a bowling alley and a full dance club uh, that I'm planning on renting for... For the same time and the same type of events that we're gonna go. We're gonna go a little bigger this time.
4: Nice, nice. Well, that that should be fun. Running, running, uh, running events conferences is uh, obviously is fun.
1: Uh, <laughs> fun a is a word.
4: Events, a, lot, a lot, a lot, of, uh, a lot of anxiety. Uh, I, know, I know, at least for, from the OWASP perspective. I mean, we've been running conferences around the world. Um, I think we did like twelve uh, in uh, two thousand nine so far. Uh, <laughs> like tomorrow. Uh, and then next year should be a bunch, so it's it's kind of fun. But like you said, it's you know if you can keep on track with really what what are we here to talk about? Yeah, our know, it makes kind of sense to kind of put it in its own little box. Yep. Um, it's, you know if it's if it's talking about everything, if it's a uh, if it's a small con that talks about everything, it's great. Um, it's just a matter of kind of being focused. There's so many conferences uh, or so many great people to get together with. It's just a matter of kind of picking your times or where you want to be.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's one of the you know the reasons I think we want to try and keep doing that uh, is to say that I, I don't care about focusing on a topic. I care about focusing on the lack of censorship and, uh, and, and being able to get it as community and uh, old school sponsored as we used to, which means everybody brings their own beer in five bucks to deal with breaking shit and burning the fucking house down. And then we go <laughs> and and learn stuff. Uh, yeah. Opposed to you know everybody barking their message so that they can get some corporate plug in um, you know and or, be like oh or it's us get a by. job yeah or get a job right fuck jobs you hey, know we don't need jobs. <laughs> uh,
4: I, actually, I actually liked what you guys did in Vegas uh, with the house which is uh I, you know I came at the uh, in the evening uh, but you know you had a nice big bucket in the front of the door that said you know hey you know, this is not free you know kick in if you can and uh, you know it was nice to see people sticking fifties and hundreds yeah. to the tip car. Say so, you know what, thanks, Chris. Thanks for putting this on. Thanks for doing the barbecue. Thanks for having the house, and uh, you know, thanks for having a kind of a, a, a scene that's within a scene, which but is dude, kind of fun. it was, was awesome.
1: It was it was like a like a uh, uh, what, it, what whatever the fuck the, the eBay fucking auctions that don't have a reserve price. You know, you okay. just put faith in the fact that people are are still cool, and you know, you go out there and everybody gets together and. <laughs> People get hammered, and you know the part that was surprising about that is that we didn't have any. Pro- I mean, except for almost burning the house down, we didn't have any problems yeah. with the people. No one started shit. Like we, no one at all started. Well, granted, we were also way the fuck off the beaten path. So if someone did start shit, they would have been dumped in the fucking desert.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Well, I, I, I think the other nice part of that, though, as well is, I mean, I mean, three hundred three and, and, and the crew that put that together. I mean, you, you guys have your own little circle of folks, so it's kind of like if you end, if you ended up there to begin with, it's you know.
1: You already knew people.
4: Yeah, you yeah, know who's kind of who's kind of vouching for you, and then everybody that's there is kind of just shooting the shit, and they're really not there to uh, uh, be sold or, or do business. I mean, it's like you know, sales guys should be shot. This was more and more of just kind of a more of a local, <laughs> sort of a local scene, if you will, for the guys that have been around. So it was, it was good, man. Good, good. Cheers to that. It was it was so, a good time.
1: Well, thank you. Well, hey, dude, we're gonna we're gonna cut off so I can go cook some dinner and stuff. But I really, really appreciate you calling in and telling everybody about the old stuff and, and listen, everybody who's listening and anyone who has the ability to please go and contribute to the project. Cause I know Tom and all those guys are working their ass off and they spend a lot of fucking time. And if any of you have ever tried to write documentation like this, it takes forever. And it's like the bane of your existence while you're writing it. So, so please contribute because the more hands means the more, you know, ability to get stuff out there and get good content out there. Oh, thanks.
4: So, uh, thanks for checking in. And, uh, on our next discussion, I will uh, be showing you pictures of the uh, of getting my tire back. Okay.
1: <laughs> I look forward to it. I'll uh, I'll call you this week, brother. Yeah, you should you should like put
2: put some pictures of the footprints up on the Twitter page or something. <laughs> so,
4: um, yeah. So uh, there were there were some mistakes made, and I, I I hold grudges, so it could be it could be interesting on how I how I get my shit back. So. <laughs> All right, dude.
2: Take Talk it you easy, later, man. Tom. See you. All right. right. Well, you're going to a cook dinner.
1: I'm going to go look at Christmas lights. Have fun with the Christmas lights. Hey, well, I uh, heard that the Labo M floats really nice. Huh? There's a lot. The, the Christmas parade.
2: I'm not going to see the parade of lights. Oh.
1: Going to the gardens. Well, there's a Christmas parade going on. Yeah, I know. Right now. I, so. I'm staying away from it. So so well, fine. Fuck it Yeah. Excuse me, motherfucker. He then Bye, guys. Every Bye. Every
3: song from 1993. 1993. The crowd applauded as he curtsied bashfully Your eyelashes tickled mine